Hey everyone, this is BBJ, Bathwater and the Baby Jesus. My name's Andy Polk. My name's Ben Shaw. This is our first episode. We want to tell you about what Bathwater and the Baby Jesus is about and what we want to do with it. All right, so we want to spend this first episode telling you about what we want this podcast to be, and we're going to try very hard to make sure to tell you what it isn't going to be. Uh, the first place is the name, Bathwater and the Baby Jesus. As most of you listening can probably guess, we got the name from an old German idiom to not throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's a pretty flexible phrase, but usually it means either to throw out what's good with the bad. Um, or not throw out something essential in your zeal to get rid of the extra or unnecessary bits. So we decided to name the podcast BBJ, which is short for Bathwater and the Baby Jesus, because, well, that's a mouthful, (laughs) (laughs) because we know that so many uh, people who, like us, have been raised in Christian, Christian churches that have come to believe some and perhaps much of what they were taught about God, faith, the church, or or ethics is either superfluous to the kind of faith that they're developing, or in some cases, it's just simply wrong. The point is not to sort out the essentials from the unnecessary or to tell you what real Christianity is. Instead, we want to make sure that uh, people who are questioning their faith or are disturbed or even disgusted with aspects of Christianity or the institutional church in America know that it's possible to throw out the bathwater and still retain faith, even if that faith becomes something different than what you have had in the past. Yeah, and we have to admit, right, There's the truth is there's a lot of crap in the water, right? There's, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of really bad uh, bathwater to throw out, uh, and it makes good sense to do so. It's, it's honestly what we think should happen. But the issue, as our title suggests, is, is figuring out how to do that without throwing out all the things that you love and giving you strength and peace in your life uh, that have molded you, that, that you, you want in your life. And so that's part of what we're going we're gonna to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, what that means for us in a little bit, but that's true for both Ben and I. We've both been, quote, raised in the church, and we both deeply value that upbringing. Now, however, it's also true that the faith we have now is different, and in some ways very, very different uh, than the faith we grew up on, and that's okay. Uh, we've asked a lot of questions, we've learned a lot of new and challenging things, and we've had experiences with people inside and outside of the church that have sometimes radically changed the way we think about and we wrestle with faith in God. We've both thrown out a lot of bathwater, and yet we still manage to retain a sense of faith and belief, even if, again, That's still changing and evolving and is different than what we thought faith was beforehand. It's fine. We'll continue to learn and to grow and ask questions and have new experiences. And we believe that's the way that faith is supposed to actually work. So we want to use this podcast to talk about some of those challenging questions and experiences that have shaped us and others. Uh, We're we're not trying to break down the church. We're not trying to, quote, deconstruct the faith in a way that happens. We just want to ask questions and and figure out what faith is as we ask questions, because we believe faith and questions still go together. Absolutely. And and it's also helpful to mention one more important thing that this podcast is not. It isn't a podcast about apologetics, uh, which is a fancy yeah. term for you know defending, proving the faith. We'll mostly be talking about questions and how we wrestle with them. 
though the wrestling part will invariably mean that we sometimes look at answers and ideas from the Christian tradition. Sometimes we'll talk about ideas that we find reasonable and helpful, and other times we might talk about ideas or practices that some find really helpful, but that one or maybe both of us don't find convincing. There might be uh, also times when we mention some apologetics because we know how prominent the arguments are, though uh, we might not find them only misplaced and wrong, but also hurtful or harmful. We do all of that not to tell people you know, what they should believe or what the quote-unquote right answers are, but rather discuss how we and uh, other Christians have struggled and wrestled with issues, ideas, and sometimes messy people. That's right. Yeah, and, and the point is not to answer every or, or perhaps even many questions of faith, uh, but to make sure that people understand that asking questions is an aspect of faith. That's what faith is. It's not having all the right answers and having everything figured out. As a matter of fact, we believe that Scripture and the ethic of Jesus pretty much says when you think you have God and faith figured out, then you have a God of your own making. And that's not what we want to do. We want to search and we want to find and we want to wrestle and figure out what it means. Yeah. One of the things that, that we've talked about, we, we've figured out through this, is that we, we don't have all the answers. Um, we don't know everything that's going on. And again, admitting that is a part of faith. One of the things, uh, a story that, that fits this, uh, if there's uh, a, a favorite story of the Bible, I, I don't know, Ben, if you do this, but I generally don't do favorite stories or favorite verses because usually we take them pretty much out of context and that bothers me tremendously. <laughs> you know, one of the most eye-opening things that happened to me was whenever I realized that I can do all things through strength, uh, through Christ who strengthens strength me, uh -huh. was not about me doing well at sports. Nope, nope, not about weightlifting, <laughs> about not. money. It's a yeah. money thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, uh, right. it was very eye-opening. It's hard, so. yeah, yeah. So, so one of those stories that I think is, is helpful for, for you as listeners to understand where we're coming from uh, is it comes from Mark 9. So this is after uh, Jesus goes up on the mountain with his, his closest friends, and this is the transfiguration. Uh, when Jesus comes down, it happens in all the synoptics. So that's uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, but specifically from Mark has a different version of the story, a more detailed version of the story than Matthew or Luke. When Jesus comes down, there's a giant crowd there. They're all arguing. Uh, in, in Mark's uh, account, it's just all the disciples arguing together. Matthew says that they're teachers of the law there, but they're in a fight. Jesus comes down. I would assume pretty pumped up about what just happened. Uh, and then here is disciples all arguing together. And he says, so what's going on? And they say, well, there's a father. He's brought a boy. Uh, he's demon-possessed. We tried to heal it, but we couldn't heal it. And in every account, Jesus is very frustrated by this. Oh, this unbelieving generation, how will I stay with you? And, and so then he comes, he asks the, the father, right, what, what's going on? What's happening here? The, the father comes to him and says, well, it, it, he's had been this way since he was a child. The, the demon uh, throws him into a fit. It's honestly what we would call epilepsy, right, right. today. He's thrown into a fit. He throws him into fire, into water to try to kill him. Lord, if, if you can do anything to help him, please do so. And Jesus replies almost incredulously, like, if, if I can do something, you can do anything for those who believe. And, and the father immediately exclaims, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And then Jesus sees that a big crowd is gathering. So Jesus drives out the demon 
and then he goes with his disciples and then and then afterwards when they're inside away from the crowd they ask him why couldn't we drive out the demon and, and in mark's account jesus says well this kind can only be driven out by prayer or prayer and fasting depending on the the manuscript we have and i love this story because it is nonsensical right <laughs> there's there's so much stuff here that doesn't make sense one there's demons we're right. not entirely sure what to do with demons it's right. pretty clear this is epilepsy of what we would say so what do we do with it how do we read it back yeah. Right. You have uh, these questions over. It seems that Jesus, it's it's consistent in Mark. Jesus didn't want crowds. It was always just the messianic secret. Jesus doesn't want people to know who he is. Right. Don't and, tell people I healed yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. Go, go away. Yeah. You, of you course, are the Messiah. Don't of say course it. it. Don't it, tell it all, always ends up working out to where immediately they go and tell everybody that's right. what happened. They never do what he says yeah. the entire time. So, but it's entirely possible in this construction, right? Jesus was like, oh, okay, you people are annoying. And then the crowd comes, so he just heals the boy so they can they can book it out of there and get away from the crowd. Right. But the thing that I, is most comforting to me is that through all these narratives, faith becomes a part of it, right? It's what kind of faith do you have to do these miracles? What kind of faith do you have to follow Jesus? And this father who says, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. Uh, is faith enough? It's it's the right kind of faith that Jesus is looking for right. uh, to do what Jesus does. So that, that gives me great comfort, and it seems to be a, a greater declaration of faith uh, than honestly most of the time we talk about faith or belief in churches. You know, and there's a lot more to say about that, but uh, we'll get into that uh, as as we continue to talk and have these conversations. Yeah, in some sense, that's the entire series right there, yeah. what on earth that means. Is that's right, yeah. yeah. Um, so now let's talk a little bit about ourselves so that people kind of can understand. Yeah. Hopefully you guys that are listening can uh, learn a little bit about who we are and why you should or should not listen to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go first. Um, as I said earlier, my name is Ben. Um, I'm married. My wife uh, have, have, and I have been married for 11 years, and we have three children. Um, I currently serve as the modern worship director at a mainline Protestant congregation in Tennessee. Uh, I have been leading worship in some way, shape, or form for 25 years, um, and music has certainly been kind of that one constant that I've had through all yeah. of the different jobs and every other thing that I've done. I've always been serving in that way in the church. Um, started I started when I was 13, and... Uh, Never look back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I also have a passion for technology and and uh, using uh, creative ways to deploy it in worship services. I feel like um, there's a lot to be gained by utilizing things in a way that aren't distracting. Um, but that's a whole nother. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, and I also have uh, recently realized the calling to pursue uh, postgraduate theological education for the purposes of helping people who may have a similar background as myself, which is a former conservative evangelical who experienced a crisis of faith. And, and I'm still in the process of working out who God is, what it means to be a Christian, yeah. and what to do with the Bible. And so that's actually really, Andy approached me about starting this podcast a, a few weeks ago. And uh, and after talking about it and thinking about it, I was like, this kind of lines up right with where that calling is um, and, and hopefully can help me process and, and learn 
um, with you guys. Yeah. So. so, so what was that like growing up? Where, what type of faith did you have growing up that has changed and has continued to change now? Yeah. So I, you know, I grew up in a, in church. I mean, we were in church. Yeah. Doesn't matter where we were. We were uh-huh. if we were at at Memaw's house, uh-huh. we went to church with them. If Sunday we, morning, Sunday night. Yes. Wednesday, Wednesday stuff, night. Wherever you, know, you are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we 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 had a crew that was known at the local Wendy's that when Sunday night church got out, we there was about thirty. <laughs> of us that just sh- showed up to order baked potatoes uh-huh. and get I'm that. I'm sure they loved you all. Get yeah. that potato bar going, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we were always there and it wasn't, I don't have any major like negative, you know, experiences yeah. growing up. It's not that I, I was abused. I, I didn't really experience any spiritual abuse or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I did see some of it and, and have seen some of the, um, you know, the results of what that can look like. But personally, didn't experience it um, until I was, you know, a little bit older and kind of graduating from high school, and and uh, it just I kind I didn't see spiritual abuse as much as I got to see the ugly side of yeah. of, yeah. of of God's people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and and I think that that's one of the things um, that we're gonna we're gonna talk through that in kind of. Uh, I guess the lens that we're going to approach some of these conversations is that you know we we grew up in a, in a tradition that while it was um, a, a wonderful community, I did not you know I I got to see the good, um, but I don't really agree with a lot of the theological ideas yeah. in, that um, that I grew up in, sure. and so the problem that I have now is that. I don't know what to do with you know the Bible now that yeah. I don't look at it in um, you know a view of that it's literally God's words that just appeared on a piece of paper, which yeah. you know written I, directly yeah, to you. That that's you what have I. With no that's what I grew up in in a, yeah. in that kind of uh, kind of faith belief. You know, you yeah. you believe what the Bible says, and you believe what your pastor tells you. Yep, that's right. And, and maybe uh, not in that order. <laughs> you yeah. know, not always. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, that, that's uh, that's kind of where I'm coming from and approaching these conversations. How did when you, you talked about a crisis of faith? How, how did that? How long was that? Is that still going? Is it? You know, it was a. Uh, we'll call it the iceberg, right? Ah, uh-huh. uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So sure. it, it started with the tip of the iceberg, which uh-huh. was over, and it was one little thing, and that I, I developed a friendship with uh, with someone who is homosexual. Uh-huh. And uh, I didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. Um, because it definitely went away from... It, it, it challenged my understanding uh-huh. of what it means to be a, a child of God. That's right, yeah. And... Because <laughs> you see one... And Obviously, this was this is a person so, well, who yeah, is a faithful right. servant at uh-huh. church, volunteered, yeah. a great spouse, yeah. you know, a great father, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't understand how he was any different than uh-huh. me. And so that kind of started the chipping away of the iceberg. And then uh, serving in a church during a global pandemic <laughs> was yeah. um, a very stressful event, uh-huh. you know. And so I was in the middle of working 60 to 80 hours a week oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. putting together worship services mm-hmm. so that we could still continue to have have church yeah. in, in this weird amalgamation of, uh, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. And so, so – in the in that moment is whenever I kind of was just pushed over yeah. the edge and I just began to question everything. Out what so, it is, yeah. And and I I uh, 
I really had to get honest with myself in it. And there was a few months there where it was really tough mm -hmm. and I didn't know what, what I believed. And, yeah. and I don't know that I still know what I believe, but I, I know that I believe in God. I know that yeah. God uh, is real. Yeah. And, and beyond that, yeah. we're just going to kind of figure it out together. Yeah, that's right. And that, I mean, I would say that's the perfect, perfect encapsulation of, I believe, help me overcome my unbelief, right? I know I believe something, I know this stuff is here, or at least I, I want to maybe. And so maybe there's something else that comes with it. Yeah. yeah so what my, about you? My, mine was was similar. You're, you're much faster than I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was, I guess, the background of now. So I'm uh, my day job, I'm a professor of religious history. Uh, specifically, I teach uh, US religion and politics. I'm a lot of fun at parties. People always, as you can imagine in this age, uh, I want to talk about my research. Uh, they do not ever. Uh, but I'm, I'm also a, a pastor in uh, the United Methodist Church. Uh, but I, I've, I've been I've been a minister in, in several denominations actually, and help different churches. But primarily, uh, I'm interested in people outside of the church. Um, a lot of that's with community work. I'm an advocate for survivors of domestic violence, sexual assault. Um, I feel that that's uh, it's a need. It's truly the most vulnerable. And it's what I want to concentrate on. Uh, but I, I'm a person who asks lots of questions always. Uh, like you, I was raised in a conservative uh, sect denomination. Uh, they wouldn't consider themselves evangelical, but they are undoubtedly evangelical. Uh, and it was fine. A lot of that experience was was good for me. A lot of great people that I still love and admire and uh, have have made me a better person in a bunch of ways. Uh, and, and like you, I, I saw some of how the sausage was made uh, and it didn't seem to fit at all with what people were saying. Uh, but the big thing, the, the struggle for me is I asked a lot of questions. And even as a teenager, I was not supposed to ask those questions. Uh, or I said things that uh, that made sense to me, and I explained why they made sense, and I was told that's just wrong. And when I asked, well, why is it wrong? I, there was no answer. I'm curious. Was was the questions were they encouraged up to a certain point, or was questioning just not not really ever allowed? Questioning up to a point, I would say, but the questions that the point that you're supposed to ask weren't actually questions that I would consider questions. They weren't questions of ambiguity. They weren't questions of thought. They were questions of where the back pocket answer is Jesus. Yeah. Jesus the, saves you. As long life. as the answer yes. is Jesus, yes. then you can That's ask right. the question. As long as, as long as the answer is a specific one yeah. that is supposed to fall in line, then you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if not, uh, you're in trouble. But I, I, I still, I, I still, love and admire a lot of people and, and treasure that that tradition um i i went off to graduate school i have a, a master's in biblical studies and then did another master's in history of christianity and then my phd in religious studies american religious history and a lot of through that time is it was kind of through the wilderness with, with my wife and i um we went to a bunch of different denominations different different churches uh we we certainly line up theologically a lot with a lot of liberal mainline churches but it's almost culturally we're evangelical, right? Yeah. So uh, a lot of a lot of high church liturgy, I, I value it, but it it just didn't fit. And then sure. those those churches who had a, a culture that quite honestly we were just comfortable with didn't necessarily want us around. So it was finding a church or, or churches or communities or, or places where we could fully be ourselves and that be okay. And yeah. I think that's the that's the the red line for me. 
Okay. Uh, if, if you go to a community and you can't be yourself, then that's, I'm not sure that's a terribly healthy community. Yeah. So, so now it's, it's figuring that out. I, I've, I found a community that's like that, at least in some ways. And I found other communities that are outside of that. And I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. So as, as listeners will understand, I am, I'm pretty critical of the institutional church. Not of faith, not of community, not of sure. people of faith, but the institutional church that has a big building and a big budget that has staff because institutions exist to continue existing. And so sometimes, often, I think that can be a barrier to gospel work. Sure. And you'll find me uh, uh, defending the institutional uh-huh. church more than Andy was because, yeah. well, you know, I work in a church. Yeah. But... Um, I think and because you love it, because yeah. you've had those good experiences exactly. with it. That's, that's and I see, it and sure. I see the good that can happen, and I also recognize the bad. And yeah. so I think that, that one of the things that we hope to accomplish with this podcast is to kind of figure out what that good is, and right. and hopefully help the people who've experienced the bad realize that that's not the only way. That's right. Yeah. And, and again, like we said at, at the beginning, it's. It's not to give the answers. It's not to say that this is right and this is the core. There are things that we think are right and core, and we'll, we'll tell you why, and we'll discuss all of the ambiguity that comes along with that. Um, but it it is mostly to say it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to not be sure. It's okay to seek faith and wrestle with things. And not only do we think that's Christian, we think, we think God asked that of us. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one, one of the ways that I... I've kind of, I've said this before, is it always seems strange to me that for Christians of, of whatever tradition, that there is this idea that if you think too much, if you learn too much, if you wrestle too much, if you experience even too much outside of whatever that community or the right things are, that that's a danger. It's a danger to faith. That never made sense to me. Right? Sure. If, if we believe that God created everything, including us, in God's image, then God gave us these big brains. And I refuse to believe that God doesn't want us to use them or that God is afraid of our questions. If God is afraid of our questions, God's not God and we don't have to worry about any of this. Sure. But I don't believe that's the way it works. Yeah, so, I don't either. Yeah, so we 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 wrestle with it. I use, I'll use that term a lot. I think it's weird. My wife has told me, that's, why do you say wrestle all that? I just feel, I mean, you know, there's some biblical illusions there, but mostly I feel that's what it is. It's it's struggling with stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's could be okay. Could be Greco-Roman wrestling. It could be, yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of weirds. I don't know. We're, <laughs> we're not going to MMA different aspects here, but yeah, it's it, this is, is what we want to do with these conversations and what we want to have together. Yeah. So the last thing we want to talk about today is how we're going to organize this thing. Yeah, um, It's mostly going to be just conversations of Andy and I talking, uh, addressing issues, ideas that we've wrestled with and that uh, maybe people have asked us to address. Um, and hopefully, uh, if more than one person listens yeah. to this and has a question, uh, we have an email address. It's uh, babyjesuspodcast at gmail.com. It's a, so it's, it's a great email address. You know, I was I tried to get the, the full one, but it felt like too many words. It's probably too much. I can't type all that. <laughs> so we went with something a little easier. So babyjesuspodcast at gmail.com. Send us a message. Uh, send us your questions, your concerns. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll accept all feedback. Um, uh, we may not talk about it, but we'll we'll certainly yeah. see it. And uh, but we also do want to to notate that while we're going to attempt to address 
these topics and ideas um, as uh, neutral and as as real as possible, we are uh, limited by our own experiences, and right. that yeah. we are both cisgendered straight white guys. Yeah, uh, which you know, cisgendered being we identify with the gender we were born with, and uh, so we're limited by those experiences. And there may be times where we bring in some folks who can help add a different perspective to a conversation. We absolutely respect and value others, but if you disagree or if us simply saying cisgendered straight white guy offends you, then this might not be the podcast for you. And, yeah, that's right. And that's okay. Yeah, that's perfectly but, fine. But I do encourage you to listen and, and feedback because you never know, you might learn something about yourself or about maybe people that you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's... Um, you know, this is one of those buzz things that comes in politics and quote-unquote culture wars. The, the, it's just a basic understanding of reality. We, we each have our own perspectives from our own experiences. Being a cisgendered straight white guy doesn't make us inherently evil, of course. It does mean that we have to acknowledge that perspective, what it means in culture, and what how we then understand that going forward. So that's what we want to do. Yeah. Uh, we should also probably note that, that we will talk about um, difficult and controversial things, but what we are primarily not doing is trying to get into the culture wars and uh, specifically talk about political issues. Um, we believe that, that for people of faith, um, the way that we interact in the world, the way that we feel about people, the way that we want to uh, navigate uh, the world has political implications. We're not going to shy away from that. Sure. Uh, but it's another one. If, if you're listening to this because you really like to be outraged, uh, it's probably not the podcast for you either. Uh, if you want to hear a really uh, vehement screed against Biden or Trump, this is not the one for you either. What right. we want to talk about is what it means to be a person of faith in the world when we admit we don't know what that means. We're trying to figure that out together. So that's Absolutely. what we want to do, figure that out together as best we can. Yeah, and you're going to hear me say this more than one time, I can guarantee <laughs> it. Um, but my approach to all of this is uh, one word, and, and that is love. And I, I tend to try to frame yeah. all of my, my conversations around this idea that God is love, and uh, and that's kind of the greatest commandment that he yeah. gives us in in um, you know in this in the writings. Yeah. And so that's kind of the lens that I approach it through. Um, and and I also <clears throat> and I also like to add uh, that I ask a bunch of questions. Yeah. Because I don't know a lot about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so when Andy well, approached we me to, to, <laughs> with his podcast, and he told me he's like, I want to start a Christian theology and history podcast, and I was like, Well, that sounds great. I'm not sure what I can add to either topic, but uh, but then as we you know talked about it, and, and maybe maybe I can add yeah, one. Yeah, you're two selling things. yourself way short on that, but yeah, <laughs> but it's also because we're we're asking questions. We're trying to figure it out. Yeah. It matters. Yeah, I have I have lots of questions. People matter. Lots of questions are good. So. That's what we deal with. Awesome. So we want to give you a little bit of a teaser. Right? This is our, our intro episode for you to, to listen to a short one and figure out what we're doing and if you want to continue on. Uh, our teaser for, for next week, our first topic, uh, shockingly, will be the gospel. Um, 
But what exactly is gospel? What have we heard it to be? Now, the, the general back pocket answer, as I like to say, is, well, of course, the gospel is Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, and we might have hope of eternal life in heaven. Right? That's the correct answer. And it is correct-ish, I think. <laughs> um, but it's also, I, I think we, we both agree, is just too small. It, it, and it's quite honestly too convenient of an answer. Uh, and so uh, we'll talk a little bit uh, next time about what gospel is. Uh, I will throw to Ben what I think it is kind of at this point. And we'll see what on earth uh, we do with that and how we, we wrestle and the implications of that as it goes forward is the big thing. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed uh, this brief conversation and Andy and I getting to know each other. And we hope that you'll join us next week as we continue this conversation. This has been the Bathwater and the Baby Jesus podcast. And again, you can reach out to us at babyjesuspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate it. Have a great week.